0: You're listening to another episode of Badass Mums. I'm Charlotte Tahira, presenter and content creator.
1: And I'm Tanique, an inspirational rapper and go getter. Together,
0: Together, we, we are, are Badass, Badass Mums. Mums. We're here to have some real chat about our lives, trying to have it all a career and a family. So, whether you're struggling with mum guilt, Overwhelmed on the school run, exhausted at the office, or figuring out how to get through your daily checklist of 10,652,001 things to do.
1: Girl, trust, we understand.
0: We're here to inspire, entertain, and educate. This podcast is for those mums who's bad. Who's bad? Who's
1: bad? You're a badass. And what? (laughs) Yo, 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 what's good? (laughs) What's good? We are back today with another episode, Badass Mums, and yeah, <laughs> horns, horns. and we've got a guest today, special guest, her name is Maya, and she's my sister.
0: Yep, so I'm Sharla, I'm Tanik's co-host, and today Maya's here to talk to us about living with a child with a disability, but specifically autism.
2: And I've got a question for you guys before we start.
0: Oh, okay. Switch it (laughs) up.
2: What is your experience of children with autism? And when I say, okay, what is your experience? What kind of contact have you had? So
1: obviously for me, you're my sister. So my closest first-hand experience would be my nephew. Mm. And I think it's been a very good, amazing experience because it really opened my eyes to it and made me realise how special they are in the sense of their talents.
0: Mm. Because I've
1: always been very amazed with his skills and his talents. So then to hear that he had that, it baffled me because my perception of it was actually um, thinking that there'd be something wrong with him. But then seeing how, you know, his capabilities and then hearing that he's got that, I'm like, hang on, we need to rewrite the script on the whole thing.
0: And then so with me, no one personal in my life has it, but the three years I spent as a teacher in in a school, I was teaching 14 to 19 year olds and I had um, children on the spectrum everywhere from like, they're just like sitting in that chair. That's their chair to if I don't have headphones on, I'm not going to do any work because I can't concentrate. <laughs> like I've seen full extreme. Um, yeah. And I know that there's different ways to handle it. I know there's some really similar traits like that like are quite generic. Yeah. But I know mm. there's a spectrum. So like you can't really compare two children too much in what they need and what they require. Oh God! Look at me. Yeah. High. Wow. So, how old's your son? First of all, he
2: 12, he's twelve. Is going to be thirteen on Saturday. Oh gosh! Good Sunday, luck. i Got the wrong day. <laughs> this is like
0: the teen The teen period. i going to need some tips. I, I feel really excited. Oh, congratulations! Oh, thanks. Yeah. Not
2: for his birthday, but for the age that he's coming into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like we're becoming more like friends.
0: i was not friends with my mama i'm excited about the stuff
2: we can do together yeah the the older he gets the more common interests we have like we want to watch stuff together and i'm like wait don't
0: watch it until i'm there yeah yeah yeah. that's nice so for anyone listening what would you say if you just going to give a a general definition and obviously you're not a doctor or anything but you're living from talking from lived experience what would you say autism is Still don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I would say it is when I think everyone has traits of it, and it can show in different ways. But it's when, well, this is what I've been told. It's when it stops you from carrying out everyday tasks.
0: Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. it
2: stops you from learning, if it stops you from being able to like carry out self care, or if it mm-hmm. stops stops you from being safe when you're out in public. Mm. So I think it's just when it crosses that level of stopping you from doing something that you should normally be able to
0: do. I don't know if that's a good explanation but but I think I've I've also read that it can be linked to your emotions as well like sometimes you can't process or understand your emotions so like some of my students other students would be like high five miss or like want to give me a hug and then and then my um children who suffered with autism they were like don't touch me i don't know yet. yeah
2: definitely i think um with my son as well he's got sensory processing disorder okay which comes i think it's quite common to have the two of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that again is just down to processing your senses so if there's a lot of sound <laughs> and it's overwhelming how do you process that if you touch something and it's really irritating you and it's itching you or it might be something that's very minimal but you will notice it a lot more mm. so i think it is a lot to do with like processing things and processing your feelings and your emotions and If I'm feeling this way, actually, how do I deal with it? How do I handle it? And I think that is one of the main things, teaching him, I can only speak about my son anyway, how to um, deal with how he's feeling. If you feel a certain way, you might be feeling really anxious or you might be feeling really fidgety or whatever it is. But when you are feeling like that,
0: what do you do to deal with it? And so how old was he when you found out? Well, um, when you say when did I find out, when
2: did I get a diagnosis? I got a diagnosis last year.
0: Wow. But, yeah, but um, from... But signs, when, when he, do you see signs then, I guess?
2: When he went into reception. Wow. So as soon as yeah. his learning wow. became structured, <coughs> he was getting in trouble at school all the time. We didn't understand why. Mm-mm. And I think even before that, when we would call him as like a baby and we thought he had something wrong with his hearing because he wouldn't respond. Mm. We took him to get like hearing tests. Oh, wow. But his hearing was fine. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And then, yeah, when he went into school now the behavior is when we notice in the school notice
0: because one of my friend's son he's just been diagnosed he's four and one of their concerns was that all his peers are like now using the toilet and stuff properly and he's not doing that and she's like so what like it's not that deep like yeah. everyone's different yeah. and she was really like scared to get him like like assessed. tested and things assessed so i don't know what the process is but no, yeah great. assess <laughs> And it did turn out that he has it. And she's a bit like, I think, especially with black people, and I'm going to generalize, like, we <laughs> really it it like, if, if something's new to us or foreign to us, mm-hmm. we're kind of like, oh, that's a load of rubbish. We'll just give them these herbs and they'll be fine. <laughs> no, do you know what it is though? And um, she really didn't want to accept this. And no, I'm like,
2: when they first mentioned it to me, I think there's something around your child and have given them that label. I right. really didn't want him to be labeled yeah. upset it was at first, it was really like upsetting, mm-hmm. and I thought, nah mm. they're just just because he's not behaving, they're just trying to put this on him, and it's kind of difficult to accept, and not just for me, but actually for him, yeah, and they're telling him these things, you've got this, and you're different it for him and for me, it was really difficult to accept mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but now that I look back, I think, Do you know what, I'm so happy that I did because i'm I'm really happy that I got the support and the help, and things actually put in place. Whereas if I left it and nothing was put in place and there was no support, he wouldn't be where he is today.
1: Yeah. He probably would have got in more trouble
2: and then the schools probably
1: would have been just kicking him out yeah. and it would have gone into that typical cycle.
0: Yeah, whereas yes. now he's
2: actually got support in place which will follow him right up until yeah. he's in college or uni or whatever.
0: And do you think the school's been understanding or... Because I, <laughs> I know from working in one, do You know all teachers are great. It depends. Some on the teachers school, don't, the don't care. care. Some teachers are lazy, like... And to them, that's a burden in their classroom because they're dealing with 29 other students. But how's True. that been, having to like navigate that with the school, that As you said, it depends on the teacher.
2: It depends on the school. And at the same time as well, um, not just teachers, but everyone in general, if you don't know much about it and you mm. see a child that is being rude or a child that is doing something out of the ordinary, you're going to think it's rude. Mm. So if you're a teacher mm. with not much experience, you don't understand it mm. or you don't know much about it, naturally, you're going to think this child is just not behaving. Mm. And if you if you can't understand how to help them, so it's difficult. It's a difficult one. But then at the same time, you would think that they would give the staff and the teachers enough training to be aware at least course, that actually yeah. this child might need extra support rather than it just being bad behaviour.
0: And to be honest, with like good schools, there should be a system where they know they have like that profile on all their children. Yeah. So, whether a child's come from care, or they have a disability, or they have an abusive background, like anything mm. like that, even like studying, like um, learning difficulties, anything like that, it should be noted. So, it is on the teacher to like learn their students. The and... only thing
2: is, sometimes they don't know. So, for yeah. example, in in my son's case, where he started at school. They didn't know that he had any disability. So this child comes in. He's just misbehaving yeah. all through the years. We try absolutely everything. Kenny's just not behaving. Mm. It's like, is there something else or is there not something else? Or so how did that
1: diagnosis take place? Who who said maybe we need to get him tested to mm. find out when did that moment And come? how did they know where to
2: start yeah. with what to test him was on? Was it you that thought that Well, or was it a teacher um, or? No. His behavior at school was bad he was getting excluded he was really young and at home his behavior was fine nothing to concern us about but when
0: he went to see school, you're lucky if that was me yeah i'm going up to school like you're chatting shit about my child <laughs> no, but, what, do you know what i mean like i'm not having it no but i've been there and i've had those conversations
2: because <laughs> yeah. he's not behaving like this at home so what yeah. is going on at school what, are you doing? what is triggering yeah. him yeah. and also at that young age like up to year two. He was coming home from school every day crying his eyes out that he doesn't want to go to school. And yeah. it got to the point that my mum, they were, kept calling me. I'd drop him to school and I remember at 10 o'clock in the morning they would call me and say, can you come back and pick him up? And I would have to turn around and go back and pick him up from school. But it got to the point where um, my
0: so mum... So hold on, wait a minute. You're allowed to get excluded at year two?
2: At That's that point, known, it wasn't yeah. even exclusion. It was just like, he's not settling and we don't know what to do. There's nothing we can do. So Take him, take home. him home? Yeah.
0: No! <laughs> Almost every day. That's, That's rude. And then That's I'm rude. trying to work. Crazy, I'm glad to hear this was like yeah. years ago, and this isn't happening yeah, yeah. like a well, young child in 2022. No, it, it, it could still happen. Else. It still yeah, happens so. up to
2: quite recently. But oh. I feel like when it was happening recently, he was at a better school, so it was more structured and it was explained better. And yeah. but at that time, it was just like we don't know what to do. He's unhappy. We can't deal with him, or we can't handle his behavior. Can you come and get him? And at that time, my mum was made redundant. Mm. And he just didn't go to school for about a year. I didn't (sighs) send him to school. Because he would cry every single day. And they were kind of just okay with me not sending him because they didn't know what to do. They didn't want the stress. They were being lazy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, having a child be at home for a whole year at that age and the school be okay with it.
2: Mm. Yeah. But
0: I didn't know what to do. See, and it does make me think if he was white, would it be different? I'm not going to lie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let me not even go there I get cancelled. <laughs> I don't know.
2: But um, during that time of him being off and everything, and he was, they kept calling me to pick him up, me and my mum um, said, no, we're going to go to the doctor. Some of it's not right. So we went to the doctors and then they referred us to, I don't know if it was like a psychotherapist or educational psychologist. It was something anyway. And then we went to have these sessions. At the time, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I was just going along with it because I thought maybe this is going to help him be better at school. <laughs> Um, once we'd done that, then the school started to say, okay, we need to do this. He needs an educational health and care
0: plan. I didn't know what it was. But we well, need- you definitely hit like, that, to answer Tanik's question, you definitely had to take it upon yourself. So we you took it, it to upon ourselves it. to go it. to
2: the doctors. That's where the school went wrong because they should yeah. have experience of
1: children. So they should have thought, okay, we can't handle it. So maybe we, we need were to so look confused. We were yeah.
2: thinking, how can his behavior be so, diff- so extreme at school? Mm. My mum's got four children. At the mm. time I lived with my mum. Like she was helping me with the discipline. How can it be going so wrong and at home and with family, he's fine. So we took it upon ourselves to say, yeah. okay, he can't sit still in the classroom. He's hiding on the table and doing weird things. Mm. So yeah, after that, um, they said we need to make some application. I didn't know what it was. It was all these forms. I was just filling everything out. At the time I was young as well. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago that was. Now I'm 31. That was probably eight years ago. But I was just filling out anything, trying to, describe his behaviour and they were writing all these terrible things down about him and I thought, I don't even want this to be on record. And then they had I think that's when we had the educational psychologist come in and they wrote some reports and we had meetings and was writing things down. I don't even know what was going on if I'll be honest. Yeah,
0: it was all (laughs) a blur. Yeah, and
2: then but I definitely didn't understand the process and I didn't understand how it was gonna help. I just thought it was gonna so I just went along with it. Then they said to me that there's like another school for children with special needs and he can go there he can go there and he can still come back to school every Friday. And it was quite upsetting. I didn't want him to go. I didn't want him to be somewhere different. Mm. I didn't understand what it was. I thought they're sending him to school with children with, with like bad behaviour.
0: And mm. that's going to uncertain And more. also, when you say special needs, that's such a generic term because the level of like how much support a child needs from like i can't go to the toilet by myself i need you to wipe my bum to like oh i need help writing my name do you know what i mean like yeah, i think yeah. that's the problem with some of the schools it's like it caters to people who need extra support but the the range of extra support and then you look at the child next <laughs> yeah. to you go well i'm not like him because he needs to, 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 to and yeah, i yeah, yeah. i'm all right i i look normal i feel normal do you know what i mean i think that's still the case now
2: we'll get there um so he went to this school now and um they used to pick they used to meet me at my workplace I used to get to work they used to pick him up on the bus and then take him to this school and actually the school was really really good like they really understood what was going on I think this is when I first started to understand him and understand what he had going on and for me it was like a light bulb moment and I was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh all this time this is what he had going on and I just didn't understand The school didn't understand, but actually, this is what he needs. As a parent and as a mother, I could be helping him with more things. So, for example, things like um, preparing him when we're going somewhere, letting him know where we're going, why we're going. Mm -hmm. But um, it was really good. They had different sessions. Once a week, someone from the family would go into the schools, like me, my mum or my dad, and have sessions with him. Um, But that was only, like, for one-year placement. Okay. Yeah. So then after the one-year placement, they were like, we can't have him forever, it's just placement what? oh my god <laughs> and then the school that he, he was at was like well we can't have him back here because we don't you know what to do the space yeah we don't know what to do with him. Hope. but the, the school that he was at that school was like well we will help you to find somewhere somewhere for him.
0: permanent or long term yeah
2: so i started to look around at schools and this is when i started to look at what schools could cater for special needs and i had a i don't know, a sent officer so this is like a special needs officer mm-hmm. at the time <laughs> And she was actually, at that time, she was quite useful with um, giving me advice on different schools. and like, oh, no, I wouldn't go for that one if I was you. But I still felt like I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, he got ac- accepted into the school, and it was a Catholic school. And only when he went there, I found out you had to be Catholic or whatever it was to get in. Oh, but God! Because, <laughs> because he had special needs no. and because he was on this list or whatever mm. he had, they have to put them as priority. Okay. if they can meet his needs if they can't meet his needs they have to write a case as to say why we can't meet this child's needs
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. so he got into this school now and it was closer to where I live I live in Hertfordshire so it was was a lot more posh it was for Catholic children so the the children there were different to where he was coming from (laughs) and so I was thinking oh no how is this going to work out (laughs) I was feeling really nervous about it it was like they had like shorts and oh ties. my god <laughs> Primary yeah <tie>. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so, um he started there they were really really nice um i think they started him off part-time they started him off. i think maybe one hour a day and then they would increase it by like an hour a day every week okay so like really, really up.
0: gradual yeah yeah
2: and um when he went to this school is really yeah. when i understood him because the school and the staff there had experience, Mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing, they understood autism. The more time they spent with him, they understood him and their experience is what actually taught me more about him. Mm.
0: So they were really
2: useful. They were doing things, they would send home things. The staff there, they were really amazing. They put in effort into making applications for everything, for money to make sure that he's got fidget toys in his classroom, on his table. They had like a special sensory room where they'd spend time with him and do whatever he needed to Mm. do. What I want to ask about is because you mentioned them sort of weaning them into school yeah, and you
1: having to leave work. I want to ask about you balancing oh, motherhood yeah. with dealing with that whole process and how you found it and the challenges around that and how and you managed manage to get through. Cause I'm sure there's moms out there that's going to go through this process and they're like, how do I do this but not lose who I am in the essence of what I'm trying to do to
2: support mm. my child. Yeah. I think for me, I'm just really, really grateful for the family support that I had. So, like, my mum, my dad, even, like... My sister. Yes, my (laughs) sister. Family on his dad's side, so, like, his uncle would, like, come and pick him up from school and have him for me until I can finish from work. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to work. And I was saying to you the other day, Mm. the school would say to me... So this is even further on, so he built up to full-time. He wasn't managing. They took him out of the classroom. He was hiding under the table, hitting people, doing silly things, putting his fingers in people's ears they um took him had him yeah, in a separate yeah. room and with a one-to-one but anyway eventually they just said he's just not coping and not for the sake of us but for the sake of him like he's really anxious mm-hmm. he's not feeling positive he's feeling negative he's running off so anyway let's just reduce his hours so again they would just start reducing his hours or he needs to be in part-time and i would be
0: really cross saying why are you doing this i need to go to work yeah, yeah. and they would say to me and well, then you're torn that it's that mum guilt again because like was, you want what's best for him but well, you need to go make some money. And they would say to me, exactly. "Do you need to
2: work? Yeah. Do you really need to work?
0: Then what would you be his full-time carer?" And they would say to that's me, a a whole well, "It's more important
2: that he's settled." Maybe it's something you need to think about. And I'm thinking that's a very privileged thing to I've say. Got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah,
0: are you coming to pay my food shopping? <laughs> like
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'll be feeling bad, like, oh, do you know what? Maybe I need to look for some part-time work. You know, Yeah. on the weekend and just. Wow. But
0: yeah, that's anyway, crazy. I'm
2: grateful for the family that I had, <laughs> and um. To be honest, everywhere that I worked have, have been quite understanding. I've never taken the mickey, but it's been constant meetings after meetings after meetings as well. So my annual leave has just always gone on meetings.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds like my mum. So she's my sister's full-time carer. She's got like physical blood disease. And um, she's like, all oh, my holiday literally <laughs> goes to appointments, uh, doctors, like uh, transfusions. Wow. And to the point her line manager said, Are you ever going to just take a day for yourself? (laughs) Because that's the thing as mums, like all our free time goes, the kids, what the kids kids. need. In all of this madness, when was you getting some time to yourself to like even process how you're feeling about all this? Because it's a lot. It's it's a lifetime responsibility, isn't it? Again, I'm going to say family.
2: Yeah, Because I had my son so young, I had him at 18. My mum has always been very involved. So I lived with her. I don't feel like the burden was just on me. And -hmm. even now I live across the road from her. Yeah, yeah, and he's big enough I to just How you got walk over house. to Nana's. So, <laughs> really I feel like yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's family support. Family support. You need some sugar. Her. Yeah, just, all the all the time. I'm like, Mum, you got an onion? She's like, yeah, I've got an onion. Have you got any milk?
0: That's. I mean, that's the dream scenario, isn't it? You don't to live with the parents, but you want them to be like walking distance. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. Exactly. Until your mum's like, Oh, I've got Bill and Sheila around. We're just popping over, and I'm like, Mum, ah, I got brown. <laughs>
2: But, yeah, that school that he went to, they really put all their time and effort into applying. Mm. And I didn't realise how difficult it was to get funding or get support. Or for anything that you want to do, you need basically money. Mm-hmm. And the amount of forms and things that they wrote up and things that they sent off to to Hertfordshire County Council, the amount of effort that they put in, they even, at, at one point, he was working on a farm once a week with, like, a mentor. Oh. But they, again, had to apply for funding. Wow. But that school though I was frustrated that they would still exclude him, they they were aware of the situation and straight away, mm-hmm. they were aware that he had special needs. Uh-uh. They said, if an incident happens, that's unacceptable. We still have to exclude him. Wow. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? They're just like, it's just the policy. There's nothing we can do. And, and actually if he gets excluded a certain amount of times, he will be permanently excluded.
0: Wow. So
2: now it got to a point where he's at that's risk crazy. of permanent exclusion. Yeah, Yeah. And it's like, so now it would be okay. We're going to do everything that we can so that he doesn't get to permanent exclusion, even if that means reducing his hours down to one one hour a day. <laughs>
0: oh my god! And it's like okay,
2: we'll be doing this. We're walking on the edge,
0: yeah, just because yeah. we don't want
2: any incidents and we don't want him to get permanently excluded.
0: But one hour a day, what is that? By the time we drop him and go home, you're gonna to have to get yeah, him But then at the
2: same time, they're like, he's getting some sense of accomplishment. So he comes in for that one hour, and you know what? He's had a great one hour, and we can give him praise. <laughs> Gosh. so at the same time although, wow. although it, at first it seemed annoying but actually yeah. it started to make sense it was to me beneficial. so now is it building we built up to three hours and actually right. you've had yeah. a whole week of good three hours mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. instead of you being in trouble all the time we're giving you positive praise
0: yeah yeah so oh. it kind
2: of that's when it started to make sense to me and i feel like yeah that's cool Although at first i was like why are you excluding him why are you which i still think is ridiculous the exclusions but why are you um, reducing his hours it kind of made sense to me in the end. When I look back, it's like they did have his best, best interests interest at heart. Yeah. Compared
0: to the first school. We won't name them. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they really, really did. And like, But even the relationships that he's had, up to last year, one of his teachers, his um, one-to-one, on his birthday, we had a knock at the door and it was his one-to-one from his primary. Yeah, I know oh. I was so emotional about oh, that. Oh, that's
0: lovely. Um, yeah, the relationships that he made at that school, they just genuinely Yeah, because he's so if he's twelve, he's in secondary school now. Yeah, he's in year eight now. So what was that like the anxiety? Because I know that like specifically they like routine as you're saying, they like things the same. Changing schools and now you're not like the top of the school, you're the bottom of the school. Like explaining all that. Right. What was that like, that process? So,
2: um, is it in year five when you start looking for secondary? No, it's in yeah, year Yeah, f-
0: it must be year five. Because by, by by the January, isn't it? We're going and through it right now with the kids. It's with the preschool.
1: It's, it's six. Because Naomi's in year five. We're not looking yet, but we're, we're starting to You're think are starting about to it. think. So
0: yeah. it was not year yeah. five Oh, it then. must be September yeah. of year six. Yeah. This is how supportive that
2: this school work was, that in year five, he had a place in a secondary school
0: what? what?
2: Yeah, they put in applications and arguments and reports from every single person that had assessed him for his whole life. To say that he needs a space in a specialist school, mm. and I was like, when he was like, we don't want him to go to a specialist school. We want him to go to a normal school.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they were
2: like, trust me, this is going to be the best thing. Like yeah. we've had kids that have been exactly like this. They go into a specialist school and they cope so well. This will be the best mm-hmm. thing. Like we're going to do everything we can. So, so he can get knew a space.
0: from way before he was leaving where he was going next, almost. Yeah, yeah. So in year five, we got that's that exciting. space.
2: They wrote us a letter and said this is the school that he'll be going to. But again, that's another issue. He wants to go to a normal school that his friends are going to. Mm. Why can't he go to a normal school? Gosh. So having to explain that they're going on a residential trip, why can't I go? Yeah. He's crying. Oh, I really want to go. Oh my god! So um, how do you deal with that? Like your
0: heart
2: doesn't. It yeah, just, it's yeah. yeah, it's really <laughs> emotional. But yeah. what can you do? The secondary school were really good right from the beginning. They came and done home visits and it was COVID. So we sat in the garden and had tea together with the the teacher. (laughs) Yeah, like they were really, really involved. They wanted to know what he likes, what he doesn't like. They had meetings with me, meetings with him. We went into the school. We'd done tours of the school before. school sounds amazing. Yeah. And um, obviously the school that he goes to now, there's I think there's about 12 kids in the class. But as you said earlier, one child with special needs is completely different to another child with special needs. So now that this is the issue that you have. So where good behaviour might be like the general standard in one school, in this school is what we call good behaviour the standard.
0: Yeah. No, it yeah. might not be.
2: Right. So now <laughs> can he get away with the things that everyone else is getting away with? If you've got someone that's extreme it's and they're true. doing things that you think, whoa is unacceptable. Yeah. And that things that he can definitely manage to not do, does he now think it's acceptable? So now <laughs> that's the problem that you have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that, what it's like.
2: So now he started at this school they put transport in place so they pick him up and they drop That's him home good. so yeah now that he's been in this school i feel like wow really got it so easy a little bit of peace yeah, i feel like <laughs> yeah. before everything system. that i went to yeah. went through for his whole life like now i'm having my time like this is really making up for it yeah but he's not i'm not having to worry about him getting on the bus i'm not having to worry about anything they barely call me in for meetings or anything they just kind of know what they're doing and in this school it's more of me supporting them so they're so supportive and i know that they've got his best interest at heart so much that if i'm going in the conversation i'm having really is with my son because i'm supporting the teacher here
0: yeah because actually
2: they do everything they can to help you yeah Yeah. you've got 12 kids in your class you've got everything that he needs if you need a timeout you've got a thing to say you can have timeout. they're really 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 equipped for children with special needs
0: so would you say it is crucial that if your child is diagnosed with autism to get them that Because, you know, some parents will be like, no, as you said, I'm refusing to believe it, I'm not doing it, my child's fine. And Um, would you say it is in their best interests?
2: For me, yes, it's good to have a diagnosis, but the diagnosis isn't the most important thing. This is what I've realised. So when we actually went to have the diagnosis, the doctor there was like, wow, you've got loads of support in place. And this is when he was in the really good primary school. Mm. You've got loads of support in place. And that's what triggered for me is that actually, (laughs) whether I get this diagnosis or not, it's the support that matters mm-hmm. and the things right. that you have in place that matter. Mm. So, yes, it's still
0: good to get a diagnosis, but don't wait for that to try and get support. Just what would you say to a single mum who doesn't oh. live near her family and so her support network is like the school or the doctor because she doesn't really have that? Mm. What advice? Um, the center office who are the like the special
2: needs, I don't know how to describe who they are.
0: Yeah, I can't remember they, like, the work for, for the, I know special it, educational needs. There so. you go. Yeah,
2: it's difficult because in some boroughs it's like the council, but because I live in Hertfordshire, it's, it's not my local council, it's like Hertfordshire County Council. Mm. But I would say my advice would be email them as much as you can Yeah.
0: because
2: <laughs> I am that annoying parent mm. that I'm emailing, I'm calling, I'm at work, I'm like, sorry, I've got to take this call. Yeah, I'm emailing yeah. them again, yeah. I'm calling them again, I'm leaving messages, I'm you escalating it. Do you think that's why he's
1: gone through with all this support? because of your push because of you not giving up and
2: being persistent and being that annoying person do you think they would have shut the door to him the main thing that I'm gonna say why he is where he is today is because of that second primary school that he went to Mm. because before he went there Mm. I didn't understand the process I didn't know what I needed to do I didn't know who I needed to email Mm. I didn't know what to ask for when I was emailing
0: and this is why i say like i wish it needs to do they need to do more with the parents maybe like so the teachers and the parents both know what science to look out for and then once there is some kind of okay and it may not be autism it could be something else be yeah, adhd yeah. but like True. okay this is now this there should be that in place that you can refer to like this is the steps you need to take
2: yeah these are the steps that you need to take not even just to get support but to get the answers to find out what's going on mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. if you do need support these are the steps that you need to take because it's really not clear and
0: confusing. Yeah. And if
2: you don't work in a school, then it's like, you just don't. The I'm information just processing is really it. It's overwhelming. Excessive. Yeah. Who's yeah. got
0: the extra energy to do all this research? Yeah.
2: yeah. Because yeah. even him being in the school that he's in, when I was looking for the primary school, I was looking for a school that had like a SEN section. Mm-hmm. They're really limited. Yeah. There's no spaces. It's really difficult to get into. There's They're like really sparse. So for him to even be in that school was really lucky. And if you're not in there, like, for example, if I found this out now and he's in year eight, it would literally be impossible for me to get him into a special needs school.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I really feel like God has had a lot to play in this. And Mm -hmm. it's a blessing that he is where
0: he is. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Let's take it away from school. How are you with his behaviour, like, generally when you're out and about? Because obviously with autism, you can't see it. Yeah. So if he's, like, having a moment... People are just thinking, oh my god, like control your child. How have you dealt with like the public (laughs) reacting? Because I've seen, I've seen some students like really lash out in that moment. I've seen chairs get thrown, tables like real violence. And I'm not saying this is your son, but that's like an extreme case. So how have you dealt with it? Like when Um, you're away from the school environment.
2: The thing is, when he is in a comfortable environment around people that he knows, he's fine. So you won't really see his symptoms. So like for example, my family. They think, oh, he's absolutely fine. Yeah, or if yeah. he's in his environment, we, if we're at home. We didn't get it. Yeah, what are we was talking <laughs> about? He ain't got autism, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, so when people come to my house or they see him or people that know me, they're mm. like, are you sure? Like, yeah, he's absolutely yeah. fine. And I'm like, I'm definitely sure. When you see him now, it's just like, he looks normal. There's nothing wrong with him. He's not throwing chairs across the room if you see him. If I take him to a place that's, like, really busy and there's lots going on, like, for example, Westfield, mm. he's, he's a lot better now. But when mm. he was younger, he'd be like knocking all the things off the tills dragging <laughs> all the clothes down and it's like I used to do that anyway <laughs> yeah like he'll be so like fun. on the floor under the under the and but because I had that support it would just be like I'm going to Westwood mum can I leave him with you
0: yeah yeah and
2: yeah. um, yeah. for or for example if I take him to, for example to one of my auntie's house and there's loads of different kids there it's like a family function mm-hmm. that he he doesn't know some of the kids he's a lot better now but Mm. then he would just be doing silly things annoying things
0: yeah
2: touching them saying silly things so um the environments that i had to bring him to i would bring him to and even now if it's like a social thing and it's like my friends i would just leave him and if i'd be totally honest to you now i probably should bring him more but it's just all he doesn't want to come anyway because he doesn't want to be in that environment he doesn't want to feel awkward yeah and then it's just easier for me. So I'll be yeah, like All some right. you
0: time, yeah. I'll be like, Oh, yeah, just stay.
2: But really for him to learn, I need to push him and I need to bring it's him more places. Challenge yeah, him, yeah. And then I also find as well that when he comes out, so for example, he won't give eye contact. So if you meet someone and they say hi Timmy, Oh, hi, how are you? he be like, Hi. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so rude Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking they're probably thinking, Wow, he's rude. Yeah. And yeah. then I feel like I have to explain myself. Mm. Then I find like I would be like, oh, he's got autism. That cannot be nice for him. Yeah, like he might be yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, of course. So not. I might maybe if it was quite bad, I might say something to the person after. But yeah, I'll try yeah. and, and now I'm trying to not really say it so much. And mm-hmm. do you know what if it comes across the read, what can
0: I do? It's just like just yeah. has to learn and just get on with it. And yeah. even sometimes... And I think at his age now, everyone just pass it off as him being a stroppy teenager. Yes. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> or even
2: sometimes I would go back to him and say, like the other day I took him to boxing and I, I mentioned it. We were just having a chat in general and I mentioned it. And I, and then after I thought, oh, do you know what? Actually, I said, did you mind me saying that? Like, did I embarrass you? And he was like, no, it's fine. Like, I didn't mind. So like, I'm aware that I don't want to yeah. make him feel uncomfortable. But mm. at the same time... I also want him to feel like it's nothing to be ashamed of. If someone says to you, oh, you've got autism, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And actually, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this because I've got autism. So,
0: What's he like creatively? Because some of my students, when it came to creativity, mind blown. Like, they were producing content that like, you'd think they'd been working in the industry for 10 years <laughs> and they've mm. just learned this software like two weeks ago. But because they've like, oh, my God, and they've obsessed and fixated on it. Two weeks, they're making content like they're mad, experience and stuff. Yeah. So, for example, drawing—he's really good. He is
2: good at drawing, but he doesn't really draw because that's not his thing. But there was a stage where he like—he's really—he loves Lego. So okay. he's really good at Lego. You can give him any Lego set from when he was five. You can give him an eighteen plus set, and he could pull it all together. But there was a point where he was doing stop motion, so oh. he would like make a Lego you, character, move it, yeah, yeah. take a yeah, picture. Yeah move it, take a picture, move yeah. it, take a picture and yeah. then there'll be like a whole video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's a lot of effort. Yeah. and
2: Do you know what? He was really, really, he was making like movie scenes and like people would jump upside down and flip around yeah. and roll on the floor. <laughs> but how did they make him jump and like keep him in the air and not holding it? He would have like apps where you can like delete, rub out the thing that's oh, holding it. <laughs> yeah, wow! wow.
0: So yeah,
2: he mm. actually is really creative and even things like him, I don't know what age it was where we realised that he could do a Rubik's Cube. Like, and do the whole no. Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yeah. So there were definitely things. And even like when he was in nursery, the nursery called me in to say, we're giving him puzzles and he can do every single puzzle. And actually we turned the puzzle upside down. So there's no picture and he can put every single puzzle together. And that was Amazing. when he was in nursery. So at the time I was just That's speaking. He's like, a genius. Wasn't putting it to, we wasn't putting it together. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, there's definitely things that, and it's just finding the things that he enjoys and pushing him mm-hmm. in it. So, like, now I'll be like, try and make some more stop motion. But right now, he just wants to play Fortnite and play on his PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. Yeah. I feel
1: like I feel like that's the part of it, autism, that should be promoted and held mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. and should be made to be proud of. Yeah. Rather than them just seeing, put it, putting such a focus on all the negative side. They yeah. should be like, actually... These set of people can do this. They do amazing in these jobs. Like, yeah. this is an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Deal with them carefully. You see what I mean? Yeah. Mm.
2: And I've tried to, like, I've I've shown him all the people, all the famous mm. and wealthy and people that have done, successful people
0: Yeah.
2: that have autism, this person, this person, this person. And actually, it's nothing to be ashamed of. They're really successful. They're really clever, and so are you. Yeah. So I think the more that I've drummed that into him, yeah. he's kind of just embracing it.
0: That's nice And even
2: at first he would I think we would both actually be a little bit embarrassed. You know when you start the kids start secondary school and everyone's asking what school does he go to? or how how does he get there? Yeah. And yeah, it's like yeah. what do I say? Oh my it's like what do I say? But I think we have both just got to a point now where it's nothing to be embarrassed of. Yeah. Just embracing yeah, just it. living
0: your truth, you know. Yeah. Everyone's got their story.
1: So it's an amazing story.
2: It sounds like so, it's going to have a great success story. I really hope so because he's still the stroppy teenager. He still doesn't want to (laughs) tidy his room. He still wants to play the PlayStation all day. So it's just trying to push him in the right areas. And for me as well, for for example, things like having a routine Mm. is even more important with someone like him than it might be to another child. But then it's me still trying to work on that. And it's just so easy to leave them at this age. They're so independent, but it's like, okay, I need to remember to make sure I go into his room and make sure he's Mm. doing what he needs to do. So, like, he's got a call where I try to, like, write down a oh. list of things that he needs to do. But I guess because he's still young, it's down to me to put that effort in and yeah, make sure yeah. he's doing what he needs to do. But, yeah, we're a work in progress. You sound like you got it together.
1: Yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, no.
2: I don't feel like I have
0: at all. There's something key you said there about, like, pushing him in the right areas. And I think this is, in general, just, like, what's wrong with the school system? Because when I was in school, it was, like, I was in the top set for science, but I hated it. and was like, come on, you're in the top set. You should be... And it's like, look now what I'm doing with my job. Like, I'm nothing to do with science. And actually, yeah. drama, media, like, the creative subjects, what I love, yeah. they should have pushed me more in. And I think there's, yeah. like, a lesson in children in general. Like, see what they're passionate about and let them thrive in it rather than forcing, like, you have to get this. English, maths and science, otherwise like, you're going to fail in life. I've got the same you know story. What I mean? <laughs> same
1: story. Literally. And look, we're
0: both creatives now. I oh, know,
1: I should have got in bloody performing arts or something. Do you know
0: what I mean? Something else. So I think that's a good message, like, just to, in general, like, schools, parents, like, stop forcing your kids to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. The only thing is I, f- I feel like it's hard to
2: know what to push them in. So, for yeah. example, I think he'd be really good with coding, but now I'm forcing him to do it. He doesn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's got well to come natural, like, stop <laughs> no. motion, but and then, then what, you push it. How do you find something? Like, what he enjoys doing is playing his PlayStation. So do I push him in
0: that? I mean, Fortnite ain't that to do for shit. <laughs> I don't know, what is it like shooting
2: and shooting each other?
0: <laughs> oh God, maybe so, yeah. it's going to be an army brat, you know. <laughs> I don't
1: know, maybe you can translate. What is the Lego, what is that mirror to? What do people
2: who love Lego do?
0: Yeah, it's a work in progress. Mm. Yeah. You've got time as well, he's only
2: 12. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish, I've, so said I've said it to you before, like I really wish yeah. that the support I got from that school, obviously I don't feel like I have the knowledge and experience as much as they do, but I wish I could even just take those teachers and make something for them to help yeah. other mothers. Because the help that they gave me was, like, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like crying when I
0: think about them. Because, yeah. honestly, if it yeah. wasn't for them... yeah, yeah. You don't know what would have happened. Yeah. It's true. And these it's young true. years, they're so crucial, aren't they, for development. For you to just... Not even, like, you got to be getting A stars, but just be comfortable around yeah. your peers, like, mm. at school. Like, just being comfortable at school makes such a difference to, like how you grow up, your self-esteem, all that kind yeah, of stuff.
2: his self-esteem was really low. He thought yeah. that he was different. People would call him names. People would say to him, oh, you're disabled. Um, He was isolated at school, mm-hmm. so he couldn't play with the other children. He was in a room by himself. At lunchtime, maybe he was allowed to pick one person to eat with him. So all the other children saw him as different. Mm-hmm. And then he... That's too much. Yeah,
0: like, he didn't want to go to mm-hmm. school. He felt like... And is he your only child as well? Yeah. So then he literally is relying on those friends at school to, like, not validate him, but do you know what I mean? Mm. Like when you got siblings, it's a bit more like, oh yeah, but I've got some people who get on with me, who have to like me. But the only thing, but is when you rely cousins. on your school friends, yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's harder. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that was,
2: and yeah, his self esteem was really low. So that's another thing I've just been like, trying to build on his confidence. But yeah. I feel like he's definitely getting there.
0: Well, these days, I feel like they're all just like, come see my wife, i I got this designer. <laughs> is he into all the, the labels oh. and everything? Is he standing on the ground? Do you know and- what? <laughs>
2: I'm so happy that he's finally starting to care a little bit about his appearance <laughs> because he came from school in some shoes. And I said, where did you get those shoes from? He's like, Oh, they're from the schools. So I said, why are you wearing shoes from the school? And he's like, Oh, cause I wore trainers to school. Why did you wear trainers to school? Oh, because my shoes were talking when I was at school. Oh, I think he wore the shoes talking to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they gave him other shoes. I said, why did you not tell me that your shoes were talk?" It wasn't yeah, even this yeah. talking. It was like that. And he still wore them. I said, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I just still wore them. And now, how embarrassing. You're wearing the school shoes. They must think that I'm this mother that doesn't care. Oh, <laughs> But like, yeah, no, he, he's not in. I think, do you know what? He's starting to get into it now. He's like, yeah, he likes his Jordans. And he's like, oh, I can't go to school with my hair like this. But
0: it's I'm it. like, finally. so <laughs> excited for
2: these ages. Before he would have like cereals across his top and <laughs> toothpaste down his trousers and he'd be going at the door. And I'm like, you can't go like that. But yeah, he's starting Mm -hmm. to care now. So we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't go too far and he's asking me for Balenciaga's. Uh, That's what I'm saying. That's what they're all doing now. He's going to have to go and get a job. Hiring (laughs) hiring
0: Uber Luxes to go on dates. Like, what's (laughs) going on? (laughs) I've seen some mad stuff on there.
2: Well, ladies, thank you for having me.
1: That's all we've got time for this week. So make sure you follow Badass Mums at Badass Mums Instagram, Twitter and stay tuned for another episode. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.